What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Season's over. I'm done. And Eric Fry. Like, I love the movie Draft Day. It's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. (laughs) It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. happening and happy Tuesday to you. It's Taco Tuesday, Twisted Tuesday, or whatever you want this Tuesday to be. What's happening out there? This is the starting lineup. We're live here on 98.9 of the game ESPN radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you for the next hour or so here on ESPN Radio. Coming up for you, we got a good show lined up for you as always. Of course, we'll be hitting up on some local sports that happened yesterday. Conference tournament for the National Trail Conference Girls Tournament began yesterday. We'll take a look at those stats and scores from yesterday. Other conference tournaments are already underway and we'll take a look at those scores and we might take a no I said yesterday we might take a peek at the NTC boys tournament, but we'll definitely uh, hit up on that. Um, and then also uh, the I noticed that Central Illinois uh, Conference Girls Tournament released their uh, brackets, and we might take a look at that as well. Of course, so we got the uh, big NFL game that happened uh, last night, and we will uh, take a look at what happened in those events and what that means for the uh, future. Some quarterbacks' future is up in the air. We'll talk about that, and uh, we'll take a look at what the divisional round looks like coming up uh, this weekend. We'll also hit up on uh, some other national sports as well. A ton of NBA action from yesterday, uh, Martin Luther King Day, and uh, the NHL we'll take a look at as well. And we'll take a look at uh, college basketball as a whole, uh, what happened uh, last night and what's happening uh, towards the uh, future. And uh, whatever we don't get to here in the uh, Trust Hour, we'll get to in the uh, podcast in some sort of uh, fashion. And also coming up in the uh, pod, you might want to stick around because uh, I was uh, somewhere special on a uh, Sunday and I got some audio that we're going to drop in the uh, podcast uh, for you so uh, you have to stick around to uh, find out what the audio was from maybe some of y'all can I guess but uh, we'll release that in the uh, pod coming up here uh, after we're uh, done here on uh, Trust Show Radio. But, of course, you can find that podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Spotify, our website, uh, fmradio.com. And also when you're there, downloading the podcast and listening to it, rate and review, as well as always on your favorite pl- podcasting platform there. 
All right, so uh, I have uh, set the table here, and we are ready to uh, get off and running here on this uh, Tuesday. So uh, let's go here on January 17th, 2023, and let's jump right into the show with First Things First. Before we get into the show... First things first. And speaking of college basketball, that's where we're starting here in a first things first. Back-to-back days we're starting here at first things yes. first with the uh, fighting Illini as uh, they were in action last night and uh, they continue to roll. It's four in a row now as uh, they uh, kind of pulled away there in the second half against the Golden Gophers last night at the barn. And uh, the Illini won this one uh, 78 to uh, 60 thanks to uh, 43 uh, second half points and clamping down on the defensive effort uh, there in the second half as well. And uh, the Illini keep on rolling here and uh, keep on clicking as uh, first half and the beginning of the second half kind of didn't look like what how, what we saw the past three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, closing out the uh, second half, uh, they really started to look like the team that they have been playing like in the last three games. And uh, so uh, the Illini win another one, 78-60, to a 60 was the final last night there at the barn. Yeah, and again, you know, it was another good win. Um, what I was impressed with, Travis, I talked about it yesterday, 50 team rebounds compared to 29 for Minnesota. Right, yeah. I was just That's getting about it that. done on the glass, including 14 offensive rebounds. That is getting it done. Now, you had 11 turnovers. That's a little high for me. 21 fouls. That's a little high to me. You sent Minnesota to the free throw line 25 times. It's a little high for me. Mm-hmm. But you shot 50% from the field. You were 5 of 16 from three, which isn't, you know, blowing the roof off the place. But that's decent shooting percentage on the road. I thought this was a pretty good game for the Illini. Yeah, you know, I was kind of a little worried there. I think it was a one-point lead for Minnesota at one point, and uh, then uh, they said, oh, don't worry, Travis, you don't have to worry. As uh, Dane Danger put uh, put back uh, off a missed shot, and that kind of sparked a run that the Illini would go on, and they would go on a 12-0 run after that, and so they would take a 47-36 to lead and also hold uh, the Gophers to 27.6% shooting from the field in the uh, second half. So, uh, you know, uh, hey, and they responded. They mm-hmm. responded, like, like you said, with the rebounding effort. I know the Gophers aren't quite what Michigan State was, right. but uh, still uh, they responded with uh, the uh, resounding 50-29 to 29 advantage on the boards. Yeah, so. still having a little issue with consistency. You mm-hmm. know, Coleman Hawkins, not even that he only had three points, but he only put up two shots all game. I know he was yeah. dealing with foul trouble. He had four fouls on the game. Yeah, including um, a couple early ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, another person who dealt with foul trouble was Epps. He had four fouls as well, but he still put up 10 points off the bench, Travis. And I yeah, keep telling good. you, get him in the starting lineup. Take Harris out. No, you can't. You can't take uh, You can't take Harris out. No. And Epps is looks, outperforming him right now. Well, in the, I mean uh, – Outperforming in the points department. Yes. Uh, there, you're just looking at the box. Harris score did have eight rebounds. Yes. So, yes. Uh, man, then 
with those two early fouls with Coleman Hawkins and Danger also picked up uh, some early fouls as mm-hmm. well. Brandon Lieb showing up out of nowhere, coming in and giving us some positive minutes in the first half. He hadn't played at all there mm-hmm. at one point, and he made the most of his limited minutes there. Uh, he ended up with uh, four points, two rebounds, and a block in those first nine minutes that he was in the game. So Brandon Lieb coming out of nowhere, uh, putting some good minutes in. A- absolutely. And another person oh, I thought man. had a good game off the bench, Travis, was Rodgers. 22 minutes, yeah. uh, eight rebounds, three on the offensive end to keep possessions alive, and eight points as well. Uh, you'll definitely take that if you're the Illini off your bench. Right, yeah. You know, uh, Ty doesn't give uh, a lot of points too much, mm-hmm. but he does help on the glass, and he certainly uh, was a big factor uh, there uh, last night uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and we were listening to the uh, pregame on mm-hmm. the way back from from the game, and uh, you know, uh, I don't know how much they're gonna use or utilize Lieb going forward, but uh, some positive news about uh, Luke Goody, yep. who's uh, what was the the quote that Brad Underwood told Brian Barnard? He that is on the ramp. He is not on, on the highway yeah. yet, but he is on the ramp getting to the yes, highway. So that means he's almost ready to means. come back, I guess. But uh, an odd analogy uh, there, but. Uh, so that is also uh, some uh, good news for the Illini bench and to have some production there from uh, Goody as well. And the other, up. the other thing, Travis, four players in double figures, yeah. distributing the ball well, getting everyone involved mm. is, you know, we talked about Shannon Jr. earlier this year and, and when he put up the big, what was it, 35 points, I think. He had a big game where he put up, I think, 20, 25 plus points. And yeah. that's great, but you in a perfect world, you'd rather have four guys put up 10 each mm-hmm. because it makes you more dangerous because you can't yeah, key in balanced. on one guy. Yep. For, for sure, and, you know, he has struggled from the field. He did uh, yep. have 11 points, but not very efficient getting there. No. Only a 2 for 12 there, but uh, particularly there in the entire game. But in the second half, Matthew Meyer played yeah. uh, great once again. He had 19 points. He was uh, 3 for 6 uh, from uh, beyond the arc. So now it seems like Meyer is getting more uh, comfortable uh, here as we go along. And it also helps that we're winning as yep. well, that we're having this positive attitude and this positive outlook. Uh, going forward and uh, so he had 19 points last night like you said uh, other players in double figures was Epps and Danger as well with uh, 11 uh, as well I think that was uh, Mayer's first double double as he had 10 rebounds as well Mm, so 19 points 10 rebounds Uh, I'm sure coach Underwood would take that every game I'm sure he would so yeah uh, good win for the Illini and I know your guy I know you're not a fan of him Travis that's Melendez he even had uh, four big assists, three rebounds as well. Um, didn't turn the ball over, didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but it's doing things that other people aren't doing. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, if no one else is going to distribute the ball, all right, I'll be the distributor. If no one else is going to rebound, all right, I'll be the rebounder. Right. That's This Illini team, as we said, is starting to play together as a team, mm-hmm. not hero ball, not, yeah. you know, one guy taking over. They're playing as a team, which is something that I don't think Coach Underwood has really had to do in his time at the Illini. Yeah, you know, you had a dominant player, you had Mm -hmm. Io, and then you had Kofi. Yeah, so, and even then, throughout all that time, you still had Trent Frazier, who could take over a game if he wanted to. Mm -hmm. You had had guys who could take over games if needed to. This is a Illini team. There's not really a guy you can look to and say, all right, you're down 10 late in the second half. What's the one guy you're going to? I don't know, but I'm going to the team. 
Yeah. To pull together as a team and win the game. Yeah, I mean, uh, you would just by de facto, I guess, go to uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. Yeah. Uh, a little bit there, or uh, Meyer there yep. for your senior leadership yep. there. Yep. Uh, but, but again, I, I will say this, great win for the Illini. I still want to see it against a good opponent on the road. But we're not there yet. Yeah, we explored so. we explored that yesterday. We did. It's be, we did. Uh, a while I'll keep before. saying it until we get to it, though. So get ready to hear a lot of that. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, so the Illini have won four in a row now, and now they're four and three in the Big Ten, is slowly climbing uh, back up there, and they're thirteen and five overall. And uh, another uh, big uh, Big Ten game uh, coming up on a Thursday. Uh, that's right. We're already uh, back in action later on. Uh, this week, and it's right back there at home at the uh, State Farm Center, and uh, we're going to be hosting uh, the uh, Hoosiers of Indiana there, and you can hear right here on 98.9 the uh, game, I believe a 6.30 uh, pregame uh, broadcast start time and 7.30-ish tip uh, there right here on 98.9, and I, I didn't realize, I mean, I knew that Indiana was coming up, but uh, that would explain why uh, last night that Chester Fraser put a, a GIF or a video of uh, the uh, infamous or infamous, famous uh, little uh, shot that he took at Eric, Eric Gordon at the mm-hmm. beginning of the game back in the day when they played. And I was like, oh, why did he post that? Oh, that's right, because it's Indiana yep. is, is up next. And he ruffled some Hoosier feathers that are probably still mad at that. And yes, yes, we know. They still won the game. Uh, Indiana still won that game, but uh, still. Uh, <laughs> they're coming up uh, on a Thursday there at the uh, State Farm Center there and uh we'll have it for you right here yep. on 98.9 absolutely so, we will um uh, let's uh, step away and uh, let's uh, journey uh, through uh, some uh, local sports that happened yesterday and uh, some uh, conference tournaments underway and we'll take a look at that as well as the schedule for tonight coming up here on the uh, starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back knock who's there you know what why bother asking i think you know who's there it's one of two guys it's the pizza guy or it's the chinese food guy because those two guys are the only guys who deliver am i right well the food delivery guys are not the only ones that will deliver having computer problems and need help worth computer repair can help with everything from cleanup virus removal printer installation and hookup to a complete computer setup and they'll come to your home if they have to take it with them they'll offer you a loaner so you won't skip a beat on the world wide web Worth Computer Repair. Call 618-292-1002. Hi, this is Casey from JNR Collision Centers. We would like to announce the purchase of Walk's Auto Body from Doug Walk. JNR's commitment will be the same as Doug's always was. We will go above and beyond to return your vehicle to pre-accident condition. We will work with you and your insurance company and keep you informed during the entire repair process. Stop by and see us at either Effingham location, 3241 South Banker Street or 1424 East Via Avenue. Or call JNR Collision Centers at 877-525-5722. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. 
the needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Shop limited-time deals at the Truckload event at Lowe's, happening now. Save big on your favorites across the store. During this event, get up to 50% off select tools and accessories. Plus, find the perfect floor tile for your home for less. Get up to 50% off select styles while you can. Head to your local Lowe's store or visit Lowe's.com to shop the Truckload event today. Valid 1229-125 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Discount taken at time of purchase. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. <laughs> Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. That <laughs> looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. And now... The starting lineup. Eric Price, Sports Center updates. The Colts are in Minnesota on Saturday night to take on the Vikings in their second preseason game. You can hear that on our sister station, 109. Oh, 1090 AM WCRA. <laughs> oh I was still God. right. It just sounded bad. On 98.9, the game. Back in here to the uh, starting lineup. You're on a 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Uh, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you. Let's talk some uh, local sports uh, that happened yesterday. And it was the uh, first day of the uh, National Trail Conference Tournament there in Beecher City for girls basketball. And it was two upsets in the uh, tournament uh, yesterday and it all got started with the uh, nine over the eight it was Windsor's two straws defeating a uh, south central and i uh, found the score it was 40 to uh, 35 we knew that windsor won by five mm-hmm. but it was 40 to uh, 35 they picked up the win south central did open up the game all right nine to four lead after that uh, but then a uh, 22 to eight second quarter for windsor had them at the lead 26-17 at halftime, and they held on for the win in the second half. From there, Kinkler led the way for the hatchet. She had 17. Hayes added 8. Garrett and Webster both had a 14 in the loss for South Central. And it was a St. Anthony no upset here as the two-seed St. Anthony took care of business against Dietrich 64-36. to And they come out 20-9 to lead after the first quarter. And they led 37-14 at the half. And they finished things off there in the second half for the win. It was Vonder High to lead in the way. She had 16 points. Fear Day had 14. Ruha had 12. And Anna Faber had 11 there. So uh, counted up one, two, three, four girls in the double figures for St. Anthony. Uh, Brummer, she had 12 to lead the way for Dietrich. And Meinhardt also added 11 there. And uh, then uh, the uh, game before uh, we were there for the Altima game, and it was the uh, sixth seed. Show some respect for uh, Brownstown uh, St. Elmo. And 
and uh, they come out and they defeat the three seed at CHBC, and it was 47 to uh, 43. Uh, the final score. This game was uh, close uh, throughout as uh, Brownstown had the one point lead after one. They mm-hmm. did extend that lead out to 30 to 22 at the half, but CHBC has a strong third quarter to cut the lead to just one again, 36-35, and then a, a competitive uh, final quarter. Uh, gave Brownstown a the win, including some uh, Baldridge clutch free throws yes. at the end. Uh, nine points for Horror, and she basically had those two free throws at the end to kind of seal things and make it a two-possession game at the end. And Seaball led the way uh, for uh, Brownstown mm-hmm. in the uh, victory over CHBC. So Brownstown advance is in the uh, championship bracket. Absolutely. Yeah, good job to them. Uh, it was a highly contested game right before – uh, the Altamont game. Right, yeah, and uh, that would uh, set the table. And uh, North Clay, uh, they uh, did not get upset as they were the uh, four. They defeated Altamont, uh, the uh, five seed, uh, 49 to uh, 37 was the uh, final score there. As uh, North Clay, uh, they jumped out to a 6 0 lead early on, and uh, then uh, Altamont started to uh, come back and uh, they uh, cut the lead to just one there after one quarter and uh, they both scored 10 points there in the second quarter and so Altamont only trailed 22-21 uh, so it was a good competitive uh, first half mm-hmm. and Altamont uh, was right there uh, you know they uh, adjusted well I thought to uh, the uh, defense that North Clay was playing as well as North Clay uh, getting out of that uh, pressure defense that they were applying there um, and uh, Altamont was in it they were active on defense and uh, then in the uh, second half it all kind of fell apart uh, there out of the locker room as the North North Clay excuse me took a, a stranglehold of the game outscored Altamont in that uh, third quarter 17 to 8 including Ballard who just took over the game almost single-handedly there in the uh, third quarter and uh, she had a fantastic game she had 30 points in the game and most of those came in the third quarter uh, really and so I think she had all oh, no she just had eight of the uh, ten I thought yes. she had ten points uh, for North Clay but uh, eight uh, points there in the uh, third quarter or maybe she did have ten either way A she took more. over she she took over and basically carried uh, carried them on her back uh, carried North Clay right. to the win and and Altamont just couldn't stop her I mean they mm-hmm. they tried many different things and you know, we, we talked at the half of that game, Travis, and you mentioned it about, you know, North Clay getting out of the defense they were playing and how, you know, Altamont was having problems with it, and then they got out of it, and Altamont got back into the thing. And, uh, unfortunately, she just took over. Baldridge did in that third and fourth. Basically, the second half was all her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for And Altamont sure. had no answer on yeah. the offensive end. Right, yeah, everything kind of – uh, went cold there mm-hmm. in the in the second half for uh, Altamont. So uh, they uh, fall there, and they'll fall to the uh, consolation side of things. And uh, North Clay uh, moves on, and uh, they'll move on to the winner side of the bracket on a Thursday. And it's not I, – I know not what Altamont fans want to hear. This is the first time I think Altamont's been on the consolation side in about three years, I think. Quite a while, more yeah. than that, man. Yeah. Yeah, for for sure, uh, uncharted waters. Yes. Uh, for sure, and under five hundred uh, as well yes. now, eleven and twelve on the season, and uh, so uh, with the wins, uh, 
wins his two straws, advances to uh, Wednesday's game at 5.30 against the number one seed, uh, Nioga. And then in uh, the uh, 7 o'clock game, it's uh, South Central uh, scoring off against uh, Dietrich. And then uh, it's uh, Altamont. They will be in action at 8.30 and uh, a little late night there in uh, Beecher City. Uh, but that's because uh, the uh, loser of that Nioga and Wizards 2 Straws game will play again later that night. And they'll play against Altamont there. And, of course, we'll have coverage for you over on Jack FM. Mm-hmm. And uh, North Clay, they will... Uh, advance to uh, the uh, winner side of the bracket there at 7 o'clock and thir- on Thursday, and they'll face the winner of Nioga and Windsor Stew Straws. And then in the last game of the night there on Thursday will be uh, St. Anthony and a Brownstown St. Elmo in the uh, semifinals as uh, the action gets started uh, there. Um, yeah, that one, that day I was not sure uh, about the schedule there. Yeah. Um, uh, but those are the stuff that we do know mm-hmm. uh, there in uh, the NTC Girls Tournament. Uh, Vandalia Midwinter Tournament uh, will take place uh, yesterday, or at least uh, tipped off yesterday. And Effingham, resounding victory over Madison, 73-6. to Yeah. And not a misprint, 73-2-6. Effingham took the 26-0 lead after the first quarter. They led 47-3 at the half and 67-6 after three quarters. And uh, Madison had six points, and it all came from Hubbard. She was the only girl that scored uh, there. A uh, ton of people got in the scorebook for Effingham. Uh, Beals led the way. She had 11. Martin also had uh, 10 points as well for the Hearts. It was Vandalia over Salem, 46-38. It was Greenville over Centralia, 52-23. And it was Mascuda over Trenton Wesleyan, 64-46. The uh, Little Illini uh, Conference Tournament uh, continued there in uh, Mount Carmel as it was the uh, four-seed uh, Marshall over the uh, eight-seed mm-hmm. Lawrenceville. And it was the uh, six-seed Newton defeating the uh, seventh-seed Casey by 20, 43-23. Newton jumped out to the first quarter lead 10 to 2 and they took a 22 to 8 lead into the half and they uh, held on there in the uh, second half. Uh Carson Martin, she had 8 points and Kessler also had uh, 7 points for Newton. Lincoln Prairie Conference tournament last night there in uh, Cumberland. It was I was going to say something? about that little line tournament Travis. It actually wraps up on Thursday this week. Um, and if things play out how they are projected to play out, probably Paris Robinson in the championship game there, uh, Paris 20 and two Robinson 15 and six. They're the two best teams at mm-hmm. this point, but then Travis, they turn around. If they would play in the championship, they turn around and play each other on Monday as well. So you could possibly mm. be getting that game within five days of each other. Oh yeah. Back to back games. I'd, I'd be a fan of that. Definitely. Yeah. Um, in the, uh, Lincoln Prairie uh, conference tournament there at uh, Cumberland, it was tri County over Argenta 65 to 10. Zoka Valley over Arthur 38, 33, and it was Cumberland over Arcola, 33-30. to uh, 30. Uh, Becker led the way uh, for uh, Cumberland. as She had 16. Shoemaker had 12. Uh, Cumberland jumped out to the 6-4 lead after one, and then they had a 10-point lead at the half, 18-2-8. Arcola makes it close, though, and it's a three-point game after three, 24-21. And uh, Cumberland uh, 
stays right with Arcola mm-hmm. there in the fourth to hold on for the victory. Um, and Sarah Gordo, they defeated Decatur LSA 55 to 27. There at the Highland tournament, it was Waterloo over Triad 47 46, Collinsville over Belleville East 45 36. It was Breeze Modern Day over Highland 43 to 25. And then a Tatopolis falls to Alton. 58 to uh, 56, and Alton with the comeback victory mm-hmm. there in the fourth quarter. T Town at 18 to 11 lead after one, at 32 23 at the half, 44 35 after three, but 23 fourth quarter points by Alton. And there was also some uh, crucial free throws uh, down the stretch, also a factor as well in the uh, fourth quarter, and that gives Alton the win over at the topless and uh, I believe Alton was undefeated uh, there so uh, they uh, stay undefeated on the season over at the topless uh, Niebury led the way for the shoes she had six uh, 26 uh, Conkle had 12 and Wally and Gibson both were right there in uh, knocking on the door of double figures both having eight there so at the topless and drops a, a tough one there um, not only it's a tough competition but mm-hmm. also uh, having the lead for the majority of the game. Yeah, they were right there, Travis, and and those are the heartbreakers. Mm -hmm. Where you're right there, especially against a team that is a better team, at least record-wise, than you are. Boy, you want want to try and get those wins, and uh, it just wasn't enough last night for T-Town. 20-0-R Alton. And uh, they're the Redbirds. They're pretty good, is what you're saying. Yeah, they're pretty good. They kind of... Look like the Louisville logo, almost like the North Clay Cardinal, hmm. uh, a little bit uh, there. But uh, Alton gets the win over T Town in boys basketball uh, last night. They had some uh, at the McGraw Invitational tournament there at Litchfield. It was a Taylorville over Father McGivney, 74 66, Hillsborough over Ramsey, 60 45, Alden Marquette Junior Varsity defeated Litchfield, 60 51. And Mattoon got the win over Pena, 53-50. Turning the page to uh, tonight's action, we have in uh, boys basketball, uh, we have uh, Dietrich at Effingham. Uh, Flora is hosting uh, St. Anthony, and Yoga is out South Central. Newton at Mount Carmel. This is a good one in the NTC. North Clay hosting Windsor Stu Straws. Martinsville at uh, St. Elmo Brownstown. Tatopolis hosting Danville. Lawrenceville at Robinson, Warrensburg Latham at Tuscola, Arcola at Saragordo, Arthur hosting Villa Grove, Olney at Casey, and another great contest there yes. in Casey. Uh, the McGraw Invitational Tournament uh, continues on. Nicomas scores off against Father McGivney, Greenville against Litchfield, Civic Memorial against Hillsborough, and Triad as against Mattoon. And the two games on our airwaves in the boys' basketball this evening over on WCRA is Ocala Valley squaring off against uh, Cumberland there, and that's where Eric will be at tonight yeah. in Cumberland. These two teams have already faced each other. We talked about yeah, it at right. the Vandalia Holiday Tournament. So uh, they, they definitely are no strangers to each other. Other, no. uh, record-wise, very similar as well. Uh, I think this is going to be an interesting one. And for Cumberland, you know, you want to get that one last final win before tournament starts. You know, tournament starts this Friday is is when it's supposed to start. We still don't have those schedules yet. So this, you have to assume, is going to be the last opportunity you have to make an impression on people who are deciding the seedings for uh, the conference tournament coming up. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's a very important game tonight for the Pirates, and they're back at home. So hopefully uh, they can take care of business. 
Yeah, definitely. Being in the friendly confines of the uh, Pirate Gymnasium mm-hmm. uh, there. And then also over on our other sister station on uh, Jack FM is Altamont uh, Indians back in action as they're hosting a CHBC uh, this evening. And uh, I'll uh, be over there with uh, Dominic there in Altamont putting their winning streak on the line after being uh, selected as the uh, number one overall seed in the NTSC uh, tournament and this little tune-up uh, game uh, for uh, them before the uh, tournament begins uh, next week. And uh, we'll see uh, what happens uh, tonight against uh, CHBC mm-hmm. and uh, CHBC uh, coming in at 5 and a 12 on uh, the uh, season. But uh that was play hard despite uh, their uh, record there. Right. And uh, so uh, Altamont uh, putting uh, their win streak on the line uh, tonight. And uh, tune in over there on uh, Jack FM. In mm-hmm. a uh, girls basketball tonight as well, the Highland Tournament uh, continues as it's Belleville West against Nashville, Taylorville against Hillsborough, Ocobville against Breeze Central, and Bethalto Civic Memorial against O'Fallon. The uh, uh, championship side of the Little Illini Conference Tournament uh, continues on as it's Paris squaring off against Mount Carmel and Olney against Robinson. And also in some non-tournament action, it's Terre Haute South against Charleston uh, this evening as well. So that's a look at the uh, schedule for the uh, uh, tonight schedule. Let's take a look at uh, the uh, NTC Boys Tournament as it's going to tip off next week. As I mentioned, Altamont with that a number one overall seed, so they won't play until next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, it all gets started on a Monday as the A-seed in Yoga scores off against the nine-seed CHBC. They're at a 6-15, and uh, the winner will face Altamont on Tuesday. And then following that Altamont winner of Nioga CHBC game will be the four-seed Windsor Two Straws against the five-seed uh, Dietrich there. And then uh, Wednesday's action will be uh, North Clay squaring off against uh, South Central and uh, St. Anthony, the three seed against the six seed at uh, St. Elmo Brownstown there on a Wednesday. And then uh, Thursday, you got the consolation of that top half of the bracket and then the winner side of the bracket mm-hmm. as well. And uh, they'll just go from there. And, of course, it'll all conclude with the tournament championship uh, there at uh, 7.30 on next Saturday, January 25th. You're handicapping it, Travis. Who you got? Oh, I can't reveal that yet. Ah, I was trying. I can't reveal that yet. No, no, Too no. early. we got to wait till Monday, right? I don't know if we have to wait till Monday, but we have to wait till later on in the week. Okay. All right. I'll fill out, I'll fill out a bracket. You can't. You're an announcer. You can't. I'll fill out a bracket. You can't reveal. I will fill out a bracket. All right. All right. You can't reveal. I won't reveal it then. you got to be biased. <laughs> Unbiased. Unbiased. Whatever. You, you do the opposite. Completely uh, unbiased uh, there. And also, I uh, saw that the uh, seeds for the uh, Central Illinois uh, girls basketball tournament also uh, came out. And uh, this one will be uh, starting on uh, Saturday as all these games will be played at Warrensburg, uh, Latham. And uh, the number one seed at uh, Tuscola, uh, they are undefeated. So, uh, well-deserved number one seed there. They'll be taking on the eighth seed at Macon Meridian. Uh, the four seed uh, Clinton will square off against the five seed Warrensburg Latham. Uh, the two seed uh, Central A&M will square off against the seven seed uh, Shelbyville, and the three seed uh, Saint Teresa will square off against the six seed uh, Sullivan uh, there in a full 
games of basketball mm-hmm. there and it will continue on and it will conclude a next Thursday January 26th um, and uh, that will be at 7:30 of the championship again in Warrensburg Latham there so good gym up there at Warrensburg yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh, definitely a tournament there, so. tournament worthy. Yeah, for for sure, it's a nice little uh, facility they got there, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, appreciated them all for hosting that, and uh, definitely would uh, go back. Definitely sure. would go back. Yeah, and uh, so uh, we'll uh, step away and uh, take a break, and then we'll be back talking about the uh, NFL from last night. Uh, we them boys. Got beat. They beat the uh, Bucks, and we'll talk about that game coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, We'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world. But together, we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. You could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. You could not have turned that double play. If you think you could dive, then spin, then launch a perfect throw 120 feet, you must be forgetting that you get dizzy when you stand up too fast sometimes. If you tried to throw that hard, that would be the last thing you did with your arm before shoulder surgery. But you definitely could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, starting trouble. No one likes that. We'll get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we'll take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $79.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, AutoZone. Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. And now, the starting lineup. You know, Travis, I like ya. <laughs> okay. But you're wrong. Flora's going to get this win. All right. Handedly. 42 to 14. 42 14. Wow. To Flora. The disrespect. <laughs> On 98 9, the game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. Travis's guy, Jordan Bigginton, stopped 31 shots to lead the Blues to a 2 1 win over the Ottawa Senators at the Enterprise Center. St. Louis won three of its last five games. They remain tied for fifth place in the Central Division. They host Nashville 
Thursday night. The Blackhawks are trying to get back in the win column when they host the Buffalo Sabres at the United Center tonight. Blackhawks had their three-game winning streak snapped by the Kraken in that 8-5 loss on Saturday. Blackhawks are in last in the Central Division. The Colts have requested to interview three more head coaching candidates. Indianapolis has requested to interview Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka, defensive coordinator Wink Martindale, and San Francisco 49er defensive coordinator Diemeco Ryans. The team has already completed interviews with Raheem Morris, Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, and Shane Stetchen. The Indy is slated to pick fourth overall in the upcoming draft. The Bucks outscored the Pacers by 18 in the fourth quarter on their way to a 132-119 win. Drew Holiday scored a season-high 35 points and dished out 11 assists for a third straight double-double. The Pacers have now lost four straight and fall to 23-22. and 22. Sean Payton is keeping all his options open for next season. The former New Orleans Saints head coach said that he would absolutely consider coaching the Texans in 2023. Payton said there is a growth potential immediately with the Texans after they won just three games this past season. However, whatever team hires Payton will have to compensate New Orleans for a draft pick, rumored to be a mid to late first round pick. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry handling the uh, sports on our reads there. Ugh. Why would you want to go to the Texans? Texans, Denver, and Carolina, Travis, are the three teams that Sean Payton has talked to. He said that, mentioned that yesterday on the herd. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I didn't know about the compensation that whatever team hires him is going to be have to you know compensate New Orleans with possibly a mid to late first round pick. Mm-hmm. That's big. Yeah, always a big ticket. I up think that limits pick. his options. Possibly, yeah. So if I'm him, I'm sitting out another year. I mean, if he wants to get back into the coaching. I guess so. it depends on how fast he wants to get back into it. Right. Yeah, I mean, it already came out, like, I think it was over the weekend that uh, Sean McVay is coming back. So yep. uh, he took no time at all. Didn't make uh, that trip with Cliff Kingsbury to Thailand, but uh, he's already coming back. He already announced it. Well, one person who is not coming back, Travis, Byron Leftwich, was fired this morning as the offensive coordinator for the Bucks. Right. That's... And it came out they wanted to fire him over the bye week. Mm. In the middle of the season, and yep. Bulls stood up for him and said no. And then the that, day after, that's a guy that has, you know, uh, the last before the season, yeah. he was a head coaching candidate, or oh, they yeah. were like Multiple looking at him, places. and he played himself out of that because yep. I looked at they, I can't remember what it was on, whether it was Sunday night football or it was a Monday night football, and it was like the Bucks went from scoring in back to back seasons over thirty mm-hmm. points a game. And then, then this season, they, like, averaged, like, less, way less than that. Like, yep. I don't even know what it was. It was, like, 20 uh, points a game or, or something like that. So, he definitely coached himself uh, out of a head coaching opportunity, and that doesn't surprise me at all, especially with the performance last night. And uh, that's what we're here to talk about. Well, I was going to say one last coach news. The Chargers made a move, not their head coach. Their <laughs> offensive coordinator has been fired. I told you, man, for some reason, they're, they're keeping Staley. I, I don't Why? know. Why? I don't know. Because uh, the players are vouching for him, I guess. I guess so. So, uh, we them boys. Do? That's what uh, the Cowboys were saying uh, last night, and uh, they uh, beat the uh, Bucks. I mean, uh, Bucks kind of put a late comeback uh, there at the very end, and who knows what would have happened if uh, Mike Evans doesn't uh, drop that pass mm-hmm. after the two-minute warning and the Bucks receive that onside kick there, but. The Cowboys dominated early, and they ended up winning a 31-2-14. About the only thing that they didn't do well was, of course, kick extra points well 
four missed extra points. I saw four that. in a row. That's and then when uh, they scored another touchdown, ESPN was like showing a replay or whatever. The only thing that people care about and matters in this blowout game whether this kicker can uh, kick this extra point, and they almost miss it. I heard on ESPN uh, before we started, they're talking about, well, does he get fired? Is there a new kicker this week for Dallas? No, not midweek. Maybe. No. You missed four extra points. No. Come on. Because you're going against the 49ers who don't play close games. So it's okay. That, those extra points won't matter. I don't know, man. But uh, that's about Let's the... go for two. I saw Dak saying, what are we yeah. doing? Just go for two. Yeah, he's a little upset uh, there on the sidelines, bub. Uh, Dak Prescott is uh, getting his flowers uh, today are for sure a five a touchdown performances. Uh, one of the best games that people yes. are saying that he's ever played in a, a Cowboy uniform. So uh, we always talk about the uh, pressure that the Dallas Cowboys being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, Dak Prescott was impressive last night. Four touchdowns through the air, 305 yards. And also that little sneaky play at that uh, goal line and mm-hmm. got in there with the rushing touchdown as well so five touchdowns for a Dak last night and an impressive night for uh, the Cowboys it had to be an impressive night for Dak Travis we talked about it you know he got this contract this year has been his worst year mm-hmm. he has not played well and right. so he had to have a big night last night he couldn't come out and be Mr. Interception Mr. Not lead the team and it didn't start out great for that Dallas offense I watched a little bit of it and you know it seemed like every time he dropped back to pass there was a hand in his face from Tampa Bay who was getting some pressure on him Uh, it felt like most of the game but uh, he ended up settling down and ended up you know doing what he needed to do to get the win for Dallas only what their third playoff victory in like 10 20 years or something Mm -hmm. yeah Something since like crazy. 19, is there a road a playoff win for like 1993? Ugh. Was the last one I think they were. Ah. I think they were saying. And what do uh, we there. do next week? On the road against the 49ers, who we last beat in 1993 in the playoffs mm-hmm. on the way to the Super Bowl. Yep, that's right. Parallels all around. Yeah, and I just, I, I just love how the narrative has suddenly flipped as uh, we talked about it on this very show about the pressure was on for the Cowboys mm-hmm. and how much pressure they were in under uh, McCarthy and Dak and then uh, they come out and they take care of business and they do what they do and they're like, oh, Tampa Bay was an inferior team and whatnot. They should have did this, blah, blah, blah. The Cowboys can never can never do anything. So I'm I feel sorry for you. And you hate uh, a the Cowboys. Bit. Yeah, well, I'm a I kind of a closet Cowboys fan, ah. I guess, because especially uh last night everybody was seemed to be on Tampa, including us. I mean I yep. picked them, yep. but I didn't really care if I won or lost because you picked the same thing right. as me. But uh nothing is ever good enough for you people, for the haters of the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, they dominated last night and oh well, that was an inferior team, blah blah blah. So well. Uh, they're moving on and uh, sending uh, Tom Brady possibly, possibly out to the woodshed. Possibly riding off into the sunset. Possibly. Possibly. He looked pretty. Uh, he looked pretty done. Yeah, his press conference didn't really help matters as he kind of like thanked uh, the reporters and mm-hmm. thanked the organization uh, there. And hopefully, uh, he said that you guys have shown us love in the way of reporters. And he's like, hopefully, I reciprocated uh, that back. So just uh, thank you. I loved this organization and I loved being here. Travis, this is not the end. 
Well, is it is it the end in Tampa Bay? Then? It is the end in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. But it's not the end of Tom Brady. And here's why. He And, and I, I, I was talking with Derek before we came on the air here, and I said the same thing to him. Mm-hmm. He did not give up everything for this to be the end. Sure. He did not. He, right. He is, I, I'm going to say it, Tom Brady is an addict. He is addicted to football. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what to do without it. He's never, right. think about that. From high school, probably played in, you know, flag football, probably played Pop Warner when he was younger. He has spent probably 80 to 90% of his life playing football. Mm-hmm. He, he, we saw what happened when he tried to get away from it. Right. It cost him his marriage and his family, and he had to come back. Right. Yeah. He's not going away. Yeah. He's got really nothing else to go. As back, long as back his to. body is holding up and his mind is still there, he'll mm. keep going. Yeah. He's one of those guys who's going to be like a Steve Young or like a Joe Montana who they're going to end when their body says, You're done. You can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. But until that point, he's going to keep going. Right. Definitely uh, the the competitor that he uh, seems to be and uh, whatever he decides to do, I think he's going to take a little bit of time to make this decision because whatever this decision is, I do agree. I do believe he is going to come back to a different team who that team will be. Not sure, but uh, whatever he does this time around, he's got to make his decision and he's got to be 100% certain with it and he's just got to live with it. Uh, whatever he is, if he decides to walk away, he's got to be okay with that. He's walking away to a gig with Fox in the booth. Uh, let's not forget that. But. Yes, but is that – he has no experience with that. He's never well, done and, that before. And, I mean, yes, he, he's going to be around the game of football, but he's not going to be playing. And, clearly, he always thinks that he's uh, complete, compete at a high level. Otherwise, that competitive he still fire is not in the booth. No, no. And that's what is still there. Oh, yeah, clearly. And until he goes and, – and think about this, Travis. I mean, whether you like Tom Brady or you don't like Tom Brady is totally irrelevant because how many losing seasons has Tom Brady had in his career? You could probably name them on one hand. Mm-hmm. He's not used to losing. Look at the divisions he's played in his entire career. I, I agree with you. I'm not saying <laughs> – but he's not used to losing. Sure. What I'm saying is that fire will still be there until he has a four and twelve season, a three and fifteen season. Well, then it comes back to the whole uh, I don't want to be remembered as that my last season kind of type of thing, and so and this never-ending cycle. Yes. <laughs> you mentioned. You mentioned. I I came up with a couple of of just fun teams mm-hmm. for him to look into. I think yeah. the I think the one most people are suspecting would be the Raiders. Yeah, that's what everyone's. That's talking what everyone's about. saying, and yeah. I, I I that is probably the strongest possibility, depending on who their head coach is. Mm-hmm. I think an intriguing one. I have two intriguing ones, Travis. Mm-hmm. Indy. Yeah, we know what the, the mo for the Colts are. <laughs> 
about these old past their uh, not really past the prime but i guess close but to the end close to the end yeah better quarterback that we have talked about with a tom brady team that succeeds they have a good running game and a good defense and what does indy have they have a pretty good running game depending on the health right, i was gonna say coming off an injury though and they have a pretty decent defense mm-hmm. yeah the other one that is intriguing to me is J-E-T-S. Ooh. Go to the Jets. The Jets. Head back to New England in mm. that jet green against Belichick. Yeah, they do have that rookie running back that yeah. kind of tore up the league before he yeah. got tore up with an injury. Yeah. But, yeah, whoever it's going to be has to have a, a decent run game because yes. it was non-existent in uh, Tampa Bay. I don't know really know where it went all wrong. I know that the center was out. He really wasn't a factor uh, last night either. Mm-hmm. And uh, he Tom Brady had to throw because they not only were they down on the scoreboard, but – uh, they just could not run the no, ball run at the all. They were terrible at the run this year. Um, and he threw the ball 66 times last night. He, that's not how, no, that's not how you're going to be successful success, with Tom Brady now. Especially a 12 carries by uh, uh, Rashad, or Cod White and Leonard Fournette. Playoff Lenny? Yeah, yeah right. As uh, He only had five carries, 11 yards. And uh, whatever team it is, it's got to be a team with a uh, run game uh, yep. for for sure. Yep. Don't know if this necessarily means a run game, but a lot of intriguing options in the East. Could he go to the Dolphins? Mm-hmm. He flirted with them before. Yes, but and they're looking for someone to back up Tua. Yeah, I know someone that would be a worst nightmare uh, scenario there, but I'd be the first one to uh, purchase a 12 uh, Dolphins jersey, <laughs> and I know the first person I'd get the two. And the uh, Patriots as well. Can we see reunion? See, that's the one that Derek brought up, and I just <laughs> I don't think so. I just don't see it. Yeah. Part of me is really thinking he doesn't want to go anywhere near that East Coast. And mm-hmm. so part of me is thinking, and no one so is. So you go completely opposite West Coast. Yeah. The I'm, Niners. The Niners. Yeah. Here's might the thing. just ride with Brock Purdy, though. If you think Niners and Raiders, if those two teams don't end up with one of the two of Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady this offseason, depending on if they are both still playing, mm-hmm. I would consider that a failure for those teams. Sure. Because they're, they've been the most closely linked to those quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show. Some sort of announcement uh, is supposed to be happening there. So we might take a look at that in the uh, pod. But uh, we're uh, running out of time here. Let's uh, close out the show talking a little college basketball coming up here on the starting lineup. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jerry Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. 
Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. And now, the starting lineup. That was back in the 50s and 60s. I know not a lot of... There were not as many teams, not as many good players or whatever, but... but still, Travis knows this from personal around. experience. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. Go ahead. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Eight in a row, impressive. <laughs> On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in here to the uh, startup lineup here on 98.9. We're only here on 98.9. We're stay a smidge bit longer. Let's close it out. Talking about college basketball quickly from last night. I jinxed them, Eric. You said did. Syracuse was playing good, and they lost. Yep. They fell to number 17 on Miami, 82-78. Uh, Charleston won over William & Mary, 82-54. Florida Atlantic, they dropped in the top 25 for the first time ever, and they're going to stay there because they won over Western Kentucky, a 76-62. And then uh, another close one in the uh, Big Ten and another game where some officiating was called into question. Uh, Edie scored the uh, game winner, I think it was like with a couple of seconds uh, left, and that gave Purdue the win. They escaped with uh, the win, 64-63 over Sparty. And uh, the last uh, second shot wasn't the one that was called into question. There was a rebound uh, attempt that looked uh, pretty uh, egregious by uh, Edie, but he gets uh, away with it, and Michigan State ends up getting called for for the foul in that situation in there. And so I don't know what it is about Edie, but it was pointed out that you know he has not been called for very many fouls at all, and he's such a big guy, big kid, and he goes for blocks all the time, right. and he just does not get called for fouls uh, anytime. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 32 points last night for the big fella and also 17 boards as well in the Purdue win as they escape against Sparty. Escape. And they really did. And uh, game's going on tonight. The number one team in the country, Houston, and they're taking on Tulane. Uh, number two, uh, Kansas is at number 13 at Kansas State. Uh, they're in Manhattan. So, uh, no, some upsets happened there with Kansas mm-hmm. State there at home. Uh, number nine, Tennessee is at Mississippi State. Number seven, Texas at number 12, Iowa State. So some good matchups in the Big 12 tonight. Uh, number four, Alabama there against uh, Vanderbilt. Number 19, Clemson at Wake Forest. Number 21, a Baylor is up against uh, Texas Tech in the uh, top 25 uh, tonight. Anything happening in the uh, Big Ten, the only thing happening is uh, Penn State and Wisconsin this evening there in Madison. So uh, it was a, a quick look at uh, College of Basketball. We'll have a, a quick look of the uh, national sports coming up in the uh, pod, inclu- including uh, some audio that I'm uh, dropping yes. from, uh, well, from a special place that I was at on uh, Sunday. So uh, stick around uh, for that in the pod. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is Harry and uh, Fitz. Enjoy, and we'll be back for you tomorrow. If not, catch us in the pod. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here with you. And uh, coming up, we still got more stuff to uh, talk about in the way of national sports, NBA, NHL. And uh, stick around for some exclusive audio. And uh, exclusive audio? What are you going to say? No, you go ahead with your exclusive audio. I'm going to say exclusive audio from the Cardinals Caravan yeah. on Sunday. Was there palling around with some cardinals at the caravan? I was just gonna say, and a final recap of Pick'em for the week. Oh yeah, that's right, because yes. we gotta recap we that one game. That that one we have game. to recap. Yes, <laughs> right. Don't want to get away with that one. You're right. Yeah. No. It's gonna make a huge difference. We gotta clean it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, do you have anything on uh, on SportsCenter, or did we run through it all? We got it all. We ran through it all. We took care of all of it. Mm, all right. So, uh, one of the other things I saw on uh, the ESPN headlines there was a scary uh, injury from last night with uh, uh, Russell Gage going down there towards the end of the game, took a shot to the neck as he was uh, going down, and uh, they stopped the game for about, I'd say, five or ten minutes to have the cart. Uh, come out for him and so uh, it looks like that he's in the hospital for a concussion mm-hmm. and a neck injury uh, there but I thought that he was uh, moving some extremities uh, there so uh, said in a statement that Gage was kept in the hospital overnight for testing and observation suffering a neck a- injury and concussion they said he had movement in all his extremities and will continue to undergo additional testing uh, so it's a uh, good news uh, there for that and I think that's the only thing that I wanted to uh, clean up uh, there from that perspective mm-hmm. um, let's take a look at the uh, NBA uh, from last night and uh, yesterday a full slate of games on Martin Luther King Day as it was uh, mentioned uh, during the show uh, because they started uh, early as the uh, Celtics and the uh, Hornets and you might have missed it but the Celtics 130-118 and Jason Tatum dropped a cool 51 points on the Hornets yesterday. So uh, starting off the day well for Jason Tatum, 51. Yeah, Tatum. Uh, the uh, Buck, is he the MVP right now? I would think he's got to at least be in the short running. I mean, I would probably have Tatum. I'd still have Giannis and Jokic. Because every year, Jokic ends up winning the MVP candidate, you know, race. Yeah. What about Luka? I put Luka in there, too. Yeah, he's definitely in the conversation. Yeah, I put Luka in triple there. triple doubles this season. So, uh, the uh, Bucks. speaking of uh, Giannis, uh, the uh, Bucks beat the uh, Pacers 132 to uh, 119. It was the uh, holiday game as he had 35 points in uh, this one is, let's see, uh, yeah, on a Giannis, I don't even think he played yesterday. Mm. Yeah, let's see him on the score sheet here. The Didn't top four in points per game, by the way, are Luka, Embiid, Tatum, and Giannis. Yeah. I don't really hear anything a lot, or not anything, but I don't hear a lot from Embiid. Uh, no, he's just averaging 33.4 points per game. Yeah. That's it. Don't Nothing hear much. anything about him. Uh, the uh, Cavs, they beat the uh, Pelicans 113 to 103. Uh, the Raptors won in overtime over the Knicks 123 to 121. Uh, the Warriors 127 to 118. Uh, yesterday, uh, Porzingis goes off for a few in the loss, uh, but it was uh, Jordan Poole, 32 points, but Steph Curry. 
41 points, 6 for 15 from beyond the arc to lead the Warriors to another victory there. And maybe they're starting to put things together uh, here back to uh, 500 now. Mm -hmm. uh, the Hawks over the Heat, 121 to 113. Uh, Jimmy Butler's 34 points, not good enough to be a Trey and the Hawks. Uh, the Jazz, uh, they won over the uh, Timberwolves, 126 to 125. Uh, the Grizzlies 136 to 106 over the uh, Suns, and uh, the Lakers over the Rockets 140 to 132. Uh, hello, no defense. Yes. 140 to 132. LeBron 48 points dropping on him. Last I want to get night. that record. Yeah, once they get it over with and uh, done as well. So, LeBron. Uh, good night last night. I think going back to your your argue or your discussion, Travis, about MVP. Mm -hmm. I I would still at this point say Jokic, um, because a he's averaging uh, close to a triple double. Same thing with Luca. They're both averaging close to a triple double. But Jokic's team is seven games above Luca's at this point. I think that has to count for something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, the best record in all of basketball goes to the Celtics, so that brings Tatum into the conversation. So I think it'll be between those three. Mm. And uh, that was the funny video that I saw uh, from uh, last night's Rockets and Lakers game. It was uh, Jabari Smith Jr. Uh, mentioning to a LeBron that he played uh, with his dad in his uh, first uh, uh, basketball game when, uh, <laughs> the Cavs, when, the Cavs, when he debuted with the Cavs against the Kings. So, Jabari Smith Jr. Huh. playing with kids of people that you played against in the oh, league. Oh, yeah. That's got to make you feel great. Yeah, that's how old, how old LeBron is. LeBron is, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, games going on uh, tonight. It looks like the uh, Raptors and uh, Bucks are on uh, TNT. And the 76ers, the uh, Clippers. Also, the uh, Trailblazers against the Nuggets. And the Nets against the Spurs as well tonight. That Blazers-Nuggets game could be good. Yeah. Dame against Jokic. Yeah, in Portland. I mean, they're the 10 seed right now in the West, so. Mm. I mean, that the, the, the West, Travis, is just, I mean, it's tight from about fifth, which is Dallas. Dallas is seven games behind Denver. Mm -hmm. The Lakers, who are three and a half games behind them, are out of the playoffs and the third team out of the playoffs. That's how tight it is between Dallas and fifth and the Lakers, who in theory are 13th. Mm -hmm. It's three and a half games. Mm. Yeah. And I know it's still January, so we're not really thinking about that, but we're almost to the end of the NFL season. And usually when we get to the NFL, NFL season, then it starts worrying about, first of all, the start of baseball, but then basketball mm -hmm. playoffs as well. Right. So we're getting close to that time of – basketball playoffs yeah i mean espn's already got the stuff divided up here so yeah i didn't even realize that so uh close in that aspect i guess yeah bulls I mean, bulls are in clinging on that uh 10th spot according to a espn yep. tied to the same record with the raptors though yeah they got the heads up uh advantage though so mm. I'll, I'll take it but gotcha. travis if i would have told you at the start of the season that the Suns and Lakers would both be on the outside looking in, and the Warriors would have a play-in game, and the Timberwolves, uh, who a lot of people were high on entering the season, would be in a play-in game, and the Jazz, who got rid of everybody, would be in a right. play-in game, and that the top 
two, three, uh, four seeds would be the Nuggets, Grizzlies, Pelicans, and Kings. <laughs> right. You would have told me I was a crazy man. Right, yeah, especially the Kings in the fourth spot there. And don't look now, Travis, <laughs> the Grizzlies have won 10 in a row. Right. Quietly. Quietly. They're tied with Denver for the top seed right now. Mm-hmm. Those two teams right now, I'd say, are the best two teams in the West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the Kings. The Kings. <sighs> Sabonis, former uh, Pacer. Yeah. How about that? Look at Sacramento. Guy. Yeah. And the Jazz, led by Markkinen. Yeah. Yeah, they've uh He should be an stumbling, all-star this though. year, by the way. Mm, yeah. I think he should be an all-star. He has He's carried well. that Jazz team that no one expected right, to do yeah. anything. Exactly. Traded uh, off everybody. Yeah. Uh, four and six in their last ten games, though. So yeah, uh, they're stumbling right now. They're stumbling uh, a little bit. I think they had a losing streak uh, go on as well. But uh, so uh, that was a look at uh, the uh, NBA. Let's uh, take a look at Kelly hockey. Olynyk also on that Jazz team, by the way. Kelly Olynyk. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> Markin Markin's average in twenty four and eight. That's not bad. Good numbers. Yep, I'll take that. Good numbers. Rudy Gay also on that uh, jazz team. Rudy Gay still Rudy in Gay. the league? Yeah, Rudy Gay is on that jazz team. Oh, my. With Kelly Olenek. <sighs> well, you learn a lot of things about the jazz today. That Rudy Gay is averaging 4.3 points per game. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Didn't know Rudy Gay was still in the this league. This season he's played 32 games and 15 minutes. Oh, 15 minutes. Yeah. So – Sparingly, uh huh. Time. He's there. <laughs> he's there. there. He's part he of the team. Yeah, he would get a ring if yeah. they if they win. Oh boy. So Malachi wow. Beasley's on that team. Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley. Mike Conley's on the Jazz. Travis. Yeah, I think I, I think I knew that. Taylor Horton Tucker. Yeah, nope. Didn't know about him. Colin Sexton. Yeah. Former Cav player. Right. That was part of the Donovan yep. Mitchell yep. deal. Yeah, this Jazz team is a bunch of people you don't know or thought they retired. And here they are. <laughs> here they are. <laughs> All righty. Uh, let's move on to uh, the ice. Uh, the uh, Bruins, they just keep on winning. It doesn't matter who they have in the pipes of uh, Flyers. Still can't score, and they also gave up a bunch, bunch of goals as well. Six to a nothing, a winner for the Bruins over the Flyers last night. Panthers four to one over the uh, Sabers. It was uh, the Avalanche also was scoring uh, six goals, a uh, six to three over the uh, Red Wings. Uh, the Devils over the Sharks four to three in a shootout. Kraken's win streak comes to an end, Eric. Ah. As the Lightning uh, beat them four to one, three. Uh, Third period goals gives the Lightning the win. Ah. So, uh, hey, it had to come. It did. It had to stop sooner or later. And it stopped last night against Tampa. Uh, The Stars, they also shut out the Knights uh, 4 0. Uh, The Rangers uh, 3 1 over the Blue Jackets. Uh, The Penguins in overtime over the Ducks. Uh, What a matchup there of animals. Penguins against Ducks. Penguins and Ducks. (laughs) Fight it out in the real world. Uh, four to three of uh, the Penguins won. Uh, also, uh, four to three over the Islanders was the Capitals in overtime. Uh, the Preds beat the Flames uh, two to one, and the uh, Blues also uh, beat 
Senators two to one, as Eric mentioned in his uh, Sports Center hit, as Bennington's got a little uh, hate on him in the beginning of the season, but uh, quietly uh, after that, he's kind of turned it around mm-hmm. lately. And thirty-two saves last night, and uh, Blues had two goals in the first period, and that's all they needed to get the win over Ottawa there last night. So. Uh, what's happening tonight in the uh, hockey world as we inch closer and closer. I saw a commercial uh, for it on ESPN last night. We're only about uh, three uh, weeks or so, three or four weeks, three weeks away from the All-Star game uh, for the uh, NHL. Uh, The uh, Jets and the Canadians uh, tonight, Ducks, Flyers, Panthers, Maple Leafs, Wild, Capitals, Blue Jackets, Preds, uh, Sabres against the uh, Blackhawks. Uh, Red Wings, Coyotes, and a Kraken back in action. Hey, the best way to uh, redeem a loss is to get right back on the ice. Yep. That's what they're doing tonight. It's Edmonton, though. So, making the trip from Florida all across the border to Canada. Oh, boy. It's Edmonton. And uh, so, uh, we looked at the uh, NBA uh, standings currently. Let's take a look at the uh, NHL standings. As uh, number one in the uh, West uh, would be uh, the uh, Jets and uh, Stars, both tied there with 59 points, but the Jets currently would have the the number one uh, there. Uh, the uh, Knights, they're at, uh, let's see, number one in the Pacific, I guess, uh, over the Kraken, who mm-hmm. have a 56 points. The Kings at 56 points as well. Two wild cards right now would be Edmonton and Calgary. So uh, who would have predicted that the Avalanche would be on the outside looking in? Uh, the Blues are also on the outside looking in as well. Um, and the Preds are there as well uh, looking in. Uh, over in the east, the uh, Bruins have just been uh, killing it. 72 points so far. They would be a number one. Uh, number two in the Atlantic is the Maple Leafs. Uh, Tampa is a number three. Uh, the uh, Hurricanes, they have 62 points. They've been good. Uh, the Devils, they have been a big surprise this season with 61 points. Uh, Rangers, they have 57. Two wild cards right now would be uh, with the two veterans of Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby. They're uh, Islanders. Uh, they're right there. They're tied with Pittsburgh with 50 points, but Looks like Pittsburgh would have the edge there. Um, don't many people thought that the Panthers would be uh, on the outside, uh, but they are currently uh, on the outside looking in. And the uh, Blue Jackets, I don't think were supposed to be this bad, but they're pretty bad. 28 points mm. uh, last in the what, in the East right now. Mm. So, I mean, not even close. Montreal has 39 points, and Columbus has 28. So... Minus 60 goal differential. That's not good. No. Not good at all. I mean, they're almost as bad as the Blackhawks goal differential. Yeah, Blackhawks are bad. It's minus 60 as well, but not quite as bad as Anaheim. No defense at all. Minus 82 goal differential. Yeah. Yeah. The Kings are the only one that are in the playoffs right now that have a minus goal differential. It's only three, though. So, um, so Blues, a little bit of work if they want to jump into the playoffs and uh, turn this uh, thing around. So, not seeing very many people clamor for a sell-off, uh, though. So, maybe we're doing all right. Doing all right. 
Doing all right. Not quite a fire sale like we were talking about after the first month or two months of the season. So there is a look at hockey. So all right, you got anything else? I, I actually do, Travis. Um, and that is an interesting stat. I went down a rabbit hole here, and uh, I, I found an interesting stat that just made me laugh. Um, so, <laughs> um, October 26th, mm-hmm. 1984. 1984. 1984. That is the debut of Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan made his NBA debut. Yep. Right now in the NBA, there is one active player who was born before MJ made his debut. Hmm. Who would that? Who would that be? Udonis Haslam. <laughs> Udonis Haslam, currently 42 years old, was born June 9th, 1980. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's been playing there in Miami for quite a while. Yes. Now, by the way, LeBron was born December 30th, 1984. So he he would have been 3 months after Jordan's debut. Figure how how fitting, right? Mm-hmm. The king was born after the Airness's debut. Hmm. Hmm. But anyhow, <laughs> didn't realize that. Alrighty. Um want to do a quick pick them? Oh yeah, let's uh, recap Pick'em and then we'll get to the Cardinals Caravan yeah. audio. Quick quick Pick'em. Uh we both picked Tampa Bay. We both lost. Travis you had 2 points for the week. I had 1. So, there you go. 2 and 1. Yeah, so only not, gained a point. Yeah, not Hey, you're still ahead I think by 5. So, hmm. I'm starting to run out of games. Yeah, you are. I am. Division uh divisional playoff coming up. So, uh, we'll explore that uh, later on in the week now as it's set. All of them are set. Cowboys versus uh, 49ers on uh, Sunday. We got uh, lucky uh, to uh, have uh, two great games on uh, Sunday. Bengals and Bills and Cowboys and Niners. So two entertaining ones coming up on uh, Sunday. And as we go along, we'll break down the uh, matchups there. So uh, let's get to uh, the uh, Cardinals uh, caravan audio uh, here. I caught up with uh, some uh, players there. Caught up with Andrew Kisner of the uh, Cardinals, also uh, Jake Walsh, Jake Walsh, excuse me, and Alec Burleson uh, as well, and also uh, the uh, legend Al Herbosky uh, as well. Caught up with him quickly. Uh, so uh, we'll get to that audio and uh, then. Uh, we will uh, talk to you tomorrow, and uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for downloading, uh, but uh, stick around uh, for the uh, Cardinals uh, Caravan audio coming up for you right now. Travis Sparks here with St. Louis Cardinal catcher Andrew Kisner. And, uh, Kiz, you've been uh, playing behind uh, Yadier Molina now for a little while now. What's it been like uh, playing behind him now that he's uh, retired uh, from uh, being the catcher? You know, Yadi was very helpful in my career, so I was able to learn a lot from him starting back in spring training of 2017, my first camp. He, he's good with the younger players because he's able to teach us things that we can put into our game right away. And, you know, going through spring trainings and then eventually getting to the big leagues and, and being able to play behind him and, and, and kind of 
learn along with him uh, was was really helpful with my career, really sped up my career timeline, yeah, I think. Sure. And, um, you know, really gave me some some good lessons to, to take forward into my career. What do you think it's going to be like uh, now that the Cardinals have acquired uh, Contreras and you guys kind of working together a little bit? I think it's going to be great. I think Wilson's a winning player. Yeah. So bringing him in, I think we're going to have a really good catching tandem. And uh, looking forward to his perspective on our pitching staff and working together and, and really just – uh, going out there and, and doing what we do uh, at the catching position for the Cardinals. So I'm excited for this season, and I think it's going to be great. Right, yeah. How would you uh, describe this uh, upcoming uh, season for the Cardinals after coming off such a uh, great year last year? I know it kind of ended uh, before we were ready for it to end, and uh, just kind of with everything, uh, celebration with Albert and uh, Yachty both all season long. But uh, where do you think uh, the Cardinals stand in 2023 from uh, your perspective? Well, last year was a really a magical season. It was very special with all the records being broken and just all the excitement the team had last year. I think, honestly, this year is no different. Now, of course, we, we lose two Hall of Famers. Yeah. But we have a couple of Hall of Famers in the middle, in the prime of their careers with Goldschmidt and Arenado. Those right. guys are some of the best in the league, some of the best in the game today. And you combine players like that with young guys that had really good seasons last year and are looking to build and be even better this upcoming year. I think we have a really good mix of, like I said, guys that are in the, the peak of their career, the peak of their performance, and then young guys coming up, providing that energy and that spark that we need. So I think it's going to be an exciting season. I think the fans should be really excited and, and, and pack out Bush for us. Right, yeah, definitely. And also another player that might be on the tail end of his career as well is Adam Wainwright as well. What's it been like uh, playing with him, uh, not only on him on the mound, but also as a teammate uh, when he's not uh, pitching on his day off and stuff like that? Wainwright's great. One of the best teammates I've ever played with, maybe the best. Yeah. And what Wayno does for this team, obviously between the white lines is is excellent yeah. because he's he's a heck of a pitcher. He battles, he gives us a chance to win every time he toes the rubber. But what he brings in the clubhouse and off the field, his leadership is is really second to none. And we're really excited and thankful to have him back for one more year. Who knows? Maybe he has a couple maybe, more left in the you tank. Never know. He seems like he keeps getting better yeah. and better. So we'll just have to see how this year plays yeah. out. But um, excited to have him back, and and obviously, you know, excited to continue to learn from him because he's sure. he has a wealth of knowledge, and looking forward to working with him. Travis Sparks here with Alec Burleson of the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. And, you know, you made your uh, Major League debut on September 23rd. That's going to be a significant date in Cardinals baseball history uh, for a home run. But that was Albert Pujols' 700th home run. But it's also your first Major League home run as well. So talk about that uh, first Major League home run there. Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, was fortunate that he hit 700. That's what got me in the game and, um, you know, ended up hitting my first home run. But, um, you know, it was just unbelievable to kind of – to you can watch it on TV, but to be there in person and watch it in the dugout next right. next to the guys that came up with him and stuff like that is – can't really put it into words. And then you go out there and hit your first big league home run. It definitely felt like uh, – 
Definitely <laughs> underwhelming, I guess. That, it was like a ten nothing yeah, game. Yeah, it was that, and I mean, you hit off. I hit off a position player, but I mean, you know, they. Oh, all I didn't even realize yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they they, they kind of all count for the same though. Yeah, so. it all counts, and you're yeah. only six hundred and ninety nine behind them now. I know, I know. Got a little so, bit of work to do. Yeah. Uh, so what's uh, the biggest thing uh, for you uh, coming up uh, this season? Uh, you're gonna be with a big league ball club. You think more? Um, yeah, I hope so. I mean, I, I didn't really, you know, in, in you know my offseason stuff, I didn't tra- or change anything. Um, you know, I, I've doing what I've been doing. It's obviously worked for me, and um, you know, just having that little bit more experience with you know a week or a month, month and a half in the big leagues. Right. And, um, you know, that obviously helps, but. Um, not changing anything this offseason, not trying to do anything different. Mm-hmm. And because, um, like I said, it's worked for me. And, right. you know, when the time comes to change, it'll, you know, I'll know. But right. uh, for now, it's, you know, I'm just going to do what I do and, and go play my game. Right. And uh, you're also named the Cardinals Minor League Player of the Month in the month of May in 2022. And then in the previous year in 2021, uh, what was working for you in the month of May for you? Um, I mean, just a good month, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, it's just yeah, your month. Yeah, so, um, but, it, you know, that's that, that's kind of at the beginning of the year, and, and that I, I had really good beginning of the years, both years, and um, something I'm focused on this past year is being able to kind of lengthen that throughout the whole season, and which I didn't do a very good job of um, my first year. Um, mm. Once I got it to AAA, I kind of hit a wall and yeah. body was tired and stuff like that. So I worked sure. on that this past year, and um, obviously there's room for improvement. Uh, I feel like you know maybe the last couple weeks of the season I was pretty tired, but um, you know that's just something that you continuously work on, and, and it's a, it's a process. So, um, but yeah, May I guess lucky month. Hopefully, yeah, good maybe, May this year. Maybe yeah, exactly. Maybe. Maybe you'll do it in the major league level. All right, well, uh, sure. thanks, man. Yeah, Appreciate sure. it. Travis Sparks here with the St. Louis Cardinals pitcher uh, Jake Walsh. And uh, what's the biggest thing for you coming into uh, this season, coming to the uh, new year? Um, I think just, you know, having some good routines in play just so I can stay consistent and healthy throughout the season. Right, yeah, and uh, health has kind of been uh, difficult for you. I know you kind of battled some injuries uh, throughout your entire career, so talk about how difficult uh, that's been, just kind of battling through it all. I mean, it's been a process. You know, I think uh, nothing's perfect. When you end up having surgery, you're going to have things that you're going to work through, and, you know, I've just tried to be consistent in, you know, rehab and all that other stuff to kind of get me back on the field and keep me on the field right and you made your major league debut and it was uh, may 11th and you struck out four batters uh, during uh, that time so talk about your uh, major league uh, debut uh, during that night um yeah uh we ended up putting up five runs uh on the orioles and i kind of figured i'd be going in and uh yeah i mean i was pretty fortunate to have some guys in triple a that helped me you know come up with a pre-game routine and so i was able to stick to that you know prior to the game and not let the moment get too big. Just go out there and have fun. Travis Sparks here with uh, Al Herboski from the St. Louis Cardinals. And how did you think the uh, season went last year for the for the Cardinals? Um, everything was great until it ended too soon. Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, it, you know, it, it, from a, a Cardinal fan standpoint, I mean, I appreciate the fact that every year they're in contention. Yeah. And when I played, 
you know, this time of year, all I really looked for was, were we going to be competitive in September? And we were, but we, in my era, we didn't really win, but we finished second a couple, two or three times, and, and it was frustrating. But, you know, the organization is almost um, being held back a little bit because of all the success of the minor leaguers and they like to promote from the within. So it doesn't make sense to go out and sign a shortstop for 200 to $350 million when you got yeah. Tommy Edmond there who won a gold glove at second. He was a finalist at, at shortstop this past year. And I'm a real Tommy Edmond fan. Yeah. But then even think about you got Mason Wynn in the minor leagues who's yeah. 20 years of age that is projected to be you know, shortstop the future. So, mm-hmm. and, the, and the same thing with, with starting pitching. You yeah. have to sign somebody for 100 to 200 million dollars when they're only going to give you five or six innings. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, Ted Simmons, who was my catcher and, and you know Hall of Famer now, and I'm so happy about that. But he even believes, and he's got some far out ideas. But he yeah. believes the starting pitcher is obsolete in today's right. baseball. Yeah. And even even the Mets when they when they signed Scherzer. Yeah. Uh, they said, well, we won't even win for the postseason. So yeah. I think the Cardinals will win their division, but is, is it going to be, are they, you know, going to be able to go far enough into the playoffs to right. where uh, people are satisfied? Right. You know, because, yeah. you know, they're getting a little frustrated that the Cardinals haven't won a playoff yep, game exactly. for a while. But there's a whole bunch of other clubs are wishing they could be in that position. Right, yeah.